Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 218, an update episode. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting because it's kind of quiet right now. Quiet in the reselling world? Yeah. Uh, I, well, it's never quiet in the reselling world, but it, it's quiet. I mean, it's not, maybe quite, just it's not quiet it, in the real world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe just, maybe just uh, when you're comparing it to the rest of what people are consumed by right like i feel like we're in we're in such there's just so much craziness no matter what you know is going on you know so. what i feel like 2020 was like the movie and then the credits happened and then there's the scenes after the credits except now it's just becoming a full-fledged movie again mm-hmm. that's what it feels like yeah right except usually when you wait after the credits it's a good thing that you're waiting for yeah it, it's not happening but anyways that's not what we're here about we're here to talk about reselling today and uh things are Quiet. And what I mean by quiet is the stimulus checks hit and I had a lot of sales and then it just, I, and maybe this is just my experience and I, I want to be real always because I want to share this because I'm sure I'm not the only one. And if I am the only one, I'm probably doing something really wrong. But uh, my sales have, have just dipped on eBay. Mm. Uh, they're there. I mean, they're constant. They're steady. I mean, I had some days that were higher that ended up, you know, kind of making the rest of the week okay but man yeah i've had certain think about it i have about 2200 items and i'm actually having days where i'm only selling like two or three yeah no that's pretty rough i mean i could see maybe it's going to be more of a trickle uh with i'm I'm thinking of the stimulus specifically um in that so many people had problems getting the stimulus yeah did you hear about that i didn't hear about it i was one of them oh you're one of them i use i use TurboTax. And so, um, yeah, we all of a sudden was like, yep, we're going to have to wait until we file taxes. So in, in case you're wondering stimulus. what he's talking about, TurboTax and H&R Block, NH&R Block, if you t- get the money from them at the moment that you file those taxes. No, no, no. no. It's not at the moment. It's, okay. it's if you d- reduce your fee for filing, like, so like to, to, so for the federal, if you buy it, so for instance, I go to Costco, buy TurboTax, right? You pay however much it is, $99 for the, the personal business one. And I file, but then you still have to pay for California. It's like an extra $30 to file for California. So they offer you, you can put in your credit card information and do this, but I think, or send in a check, or you can just reduce this from the amount that we're going to send you. Right. Like if you get money back. Yeah. So if you're going to get money back, so if you're going to get, you know, $400 back from the IRS or whatever, if you deduct the cost from it, yeah, then the TurboTax creates a separate bank account. Like a dummy account just for that. Yeah. So a lot of people were impacted by that. And it was really sad to watch how consumers of TurboTax and H&R Block went after them. Um, and, you know, you can kind of feel for them because we have those customers sometimes who come after us for stuff that's literally out of our hands, right? Yeah. Like maybe it's shipping and it's like, we sent it on time. This is not our fault. And so we saw a lot of people upset with them and, and they were they were quick to point the finger, I think rightly so, at the IRS and say, hey, this isn't our fault. Like they, th- So the IRS sent a bunch of money to all these quote unquote dummy accounts that were in use. That were already closed. Yeah, that were <laughs> you couldn't even back. Yeah. You have no access to it? Yeah. Well it's not a like I don't get that account. I just get a check. Ah, so okay. they create like, you know, an account. Anyways, it's like a whole weird thing. Uh, but it, it wasn't TurboTax fault. It wasn't H and R Block's fault. The IRS was trying to send out the money, I guess, as quickly as possible. They didn't think of potential problems that could occur. And so a lot of people and then so finally I ended up getting the money uh TurboTax. I can just imagine the amount of after hours manpower was put into like trying to get this yeah. thing resolved uh and so finally got the money and i know that there's still some people who are waiting on money so uh there there could be a delayed 
uh, stimulus response, right? As far as people, it's taking a little longer for everybody to get it when tens of millions of people were slow to get their money. So there might still be those those stimulus sales coming up, uh, but also we're in a place where you know the first stimulus package maybe people it was more discretionary money, and now a lot more people might be at a place mm-hmm. where they need that money, and so it's not going to be spending money. But I've had a few sales that it's like, yeah, this is clearly stimulus. And with a new administration, possibly whole new Congress setup, we may have another stimulus check dropping. I mean, who knows? And I I can't live based on, hey, what I expect things to happen. So I'm luckily this is my third time being a third year being a full-time reseller. So I'm not stressed. I, I would have been stressed my first year because I would have been like, oh, this is the end. <laughs> like sales aren't happening because you get used to like high Q4 and you know that things aren't going to be the same, but then they really drop. And for me, the drops are usually not in January. And usually my drops are about late June, July, a little bit of, you know, early October, late September, and rest of the time sales are pretty, pretty steady. So, you know, I decided to do what I always do. I just decided to source more, right? Take the time where I'm not listing and I'm not shipping, source more, do more research, figure out, you know, what to pick up. So I've been pivoting a little bit. I'm doing more retail arbitrage than thrifting right now in clothing. And the reason I'm doing that is... For Amazon or eBay? Uh, for eBay. Really? For eBay. And, and the reason I'm doing that is just because, number one, I did do a lot of retail arbitrage for Amazon, but I, I found that for whatever reason, some of the rankings are off. At least that's my thought on the, on the apparel side. And so things I thought... Like right now, I have something that's ranked in the low... It's like under... It's under 100. And those things are supposed to sell within you know, before you even leave the store. And so I'm thinking something's got, you know, plopped into a subcategory and it's reading it wrong. At the same time, I'm finding that I have less returns if I sell clothing on eBay than I do on Amazon. Because I, I think on Am- Amazon makes it so easy to return, right? You don't like anything. I mean, you can just right there, just boom, they give you the label and you just drop it off. No big deal. I mean, you can even drop it off. <laughs> There's so many places to drop it off. You don't even have to print a label. You don't even have to pack it. We're on eBay. There's more of that personal touch. Like you have to, you know, put in a request for a return. Um, sometimes you have to contact the seller. And so I feel that eBay buyers are very more conscientious of not only who they're buying from, but I think they take more time kind of analyzing the pictures, taking a look at descriptions, making sure what they're buying is exactly what they want. Yeah. And then even like you said, the difficulty, not even difficulty, but comparatively, the difficulty of returning just is one more barrier in the way of a customer returning it. And a lot of times, I mean, I have so many things that I've bought, even from Amazon that I've, I've planned to return. And if it's like a $12 item, a $15 item, there's times where I find it later in a box or something. And it's like, oh yeah, I was going to return that, you know, yeah. whereas if it's a big item, yeah. But if it's eBay and it, and you have to jump through all these hoops and it's like, oh, I spent 25 bucks on this thing and didn't end up working out. Oh, well. Right. So some people end up just kind of going with that mentality, especially if there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Well, yeah. And on, on Amazon, you pretty much refund everybody. Right. I mean, there's just, I don't think there's ever an option not to refund. Uh, there are some times where you can make a case where something brand new that costs you money broke. And, and sometimes Amazon will side with you. But on eBay, if I sell something new with tags and it gets returned without the tags, as a top-rated seller, I have the ability to give them a partial refund. And it's within my policy and within my rights. So I'm looking at doing that more. 
I find that right now I'm able to find a lot more doing retail arbitrage than I am through thrifting or even bulk deals. And with a helper, I'm I'm wanting to constantly be able to give her stuff to take photos and lists. So that's the other thing. I'm, I know I'm taking up the beginning of this podcast, but it's all good. Okay, all right, it's all good. So, uh, you know, as a result of that, I told you I bought that the massive light box for my helper, and uh, I went and set it up. I showed this all on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, make sure to follow us. Uh, we share some of this in our stories and uh, it's been great. I mean, it, it's it's nice because I've talked about before where I don't want to handle, I don't want to handle any inventory when it comes to pictures, but especially clothing. Like I want to be done with clothing, not sourcing. I love selling clothing. I just don't want to be part of the, taking the pictures, doing the measurements, creating the listing. So I'm able to get volumes more through retail arbitrage than I am through you know, going to garage sales, going to thrift stores. Uh, I don't even know. I, I honestly, I don't even know if, how much I even want to go to thrift stores anymore. Uh, I've I've talked about wow. this before. So is this like the real, remember when we had our done with thrift stores forever episode? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and we were at the, well, I think this may be, we're kind of done, done, but not a hundred percent done, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting. So, What's been nice is this is my sixth helper, I think, and or employee, whatever you want to call them. But you just get better. I talked about this. You get better at training, right? So on this time, I already had a spreadsheet set up for, you know, for them to put all the measurements and everything for them to use. I already had examples of like, this is how you, you're supposed to take the pictures. I already, you know, all, all the things that I was able to, uh, you know, take maybe two hours before I can now get done in half an hour. Right. It was really nice. And here's the thing. You want to find people that are coachable. So my helper is incredible because she's very coachable. She doesn't take offense. She doesn't get upset. Uh, I've had people before that I tell them and they're like, well, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't make sense to do that. I'm like, excuse me. Like, do you sell on this platform? Like, what? why are you telling me this? I right? mean, you might want to be open, though, because maybe they do have uh, an outside perspective. Hear them out and say, hope you're wrong. But maybe they say something that you're like, huh. That is a better way of doing it. That, that's true. No, I think, but I think they have to build some equity with me before doing that. Right. You can't, you can't tell me that the first day. Like you tell me, tell me that a month in going, Hey, Orlando, you know, I've been taking pictures and I think it'd be better if you did this, blah, blah. And then I, I'd be willing to, you know, take that. If I don't, what are your, what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think coachability is key? I think everybody's going to say yes, but so that's what I've been up to. So pivoting more to retail arbitrage. Even though sales are slow, I always say when sales are slow, you actually have to work harder because you have to find, you know, more inventory. I think you have to list more, but you have to find the inventory that people are willing to buy. So right now, I think some of my inventory may just be stale. Like Hawaiian shirts, I've talked about. I have so many Hawaiian shirts, but just not think Harley stuff is selling. So that's still a good seller. Uh, shoes are still selling for me. But yeah, it's things, things have, things have slowed down. So how about you? Yeah. Um. I haven't done lots of sourcing recently. I've been super busy uh, with work and just trying to get, you know, back into that groove after taking a couple of weeks off. And so I haven't been able to do a lot of, of sourcing, but again, sales are still coming through. I still have a little bit of a death pile to get through. So uh, planning on getting to that. But like you said, it just hasn't been worth my time. I've stopped in multiple thrift stores and every time it's kind of just been like, oh, well, that was a waste, right? Maybe I stand in line and get in, just don't find anything. And it's not just the prices, the inventory. Yeah, the inventory is just bad. bad. Yeah. And it's going to be, I think it's maybe just cyclical. Maybe it's just, you know, waves of, and maybe it's location based too. Maybe 
If you're in another part of even the same state, you might be in a gold mine right now. So it could just be that that we're just in a lull where we're at for a while and then things will pick back up. So I don't want to write it off completely and entirely because uh, it might it might be viable again here soon. However, it's it is tough and and because it's been kind of cold and it's the beginning of the year, there haven't been as many garage sales or or you know, the estate sales. Did you go to garage sales this past weekend? I didn't. Okay. I didn't either. Were, <laughs> are, it when I, I didn't feel like the week before I couldn't find any, like there was only a handful. Are we starting to get where maybe more are going to start again or probably around mid February, March. Okay. We so, start hitting garage sale season. Yeah. So we're getting there. So, I mean, I guess um, when we get to what we're looking forward to, I'm looking forward to that getting here fast because uh, I do really enjoy garage sales. Uh, that's still a lot of fun, uh, but you know, not there yet. So still kind of waiting for that, but yeah, I've had some sales come in and, and I've, I've had a couple sales that, I mean, maybe it's not, but, you know, as soon as it comes in, it's like stimulus, right? Like you can kind of tell those yeah. sales okay, where it's like, okay. this is like a, something that somebody spent a bunch of money on. Cause I haven't had as many low item sales, but I've had quite a few, like, Hmm, that was a hefty sale, right? Like somebody just got a bunch of extra money and decided to buy something that they've been wanting. Uh, so let us know below what has been your stimulus sales. Like what has been the thing that you're like, I didn't, yep. I could tell that was probably somebody got their stimulus and you know, they, they finally got that 200 or $300 item that they've been looking at, but just didn't have the money and they've got it. So boom, they bought it. And you, you think that's probably a stimulus sale, uh, which again, that's, that's part of what the stimulus is for, right? They're, they're stimulating the economy. The money's coming to you. You're now going to use that to buy more inventory. So that's really the point of it. Uh, but yeah, I sold, you remember that garage sale that we went to that we ended up meeting up at? Well, we didn't meet up there, but, um, I was already leaving that neighborhood and you were showing up at the the house. Oh, with the vintage clothing. Yeah. And he, oh, he was a, a, yeah. a reseller who was leaving the, the, the game and I picked up a Lakers jacket. Oh, that's right. The, a Lakers the purple starter one. Jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, a, like a ladies purple starter, um, Lakers jacket. And yeah, sold it for $160 Whoa, plus shipping. How much did I tell you to list it for? I don't remember. I don't think I told you to list it for $160. I think I might have told you, like, I think you'll get like $80 to $100. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we listed it for $200 and we had a couple watchers. Is it eBay? eBay, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, we had a couple watchers on it and got a lot of lowball offers. But then, yeah, we timed it. Like, all right, stimulus. People are starting to get stimuluses. So we sent out a uh, an Stimuli. offer. Yep. They send out the stimuli. Um, and so we sent out an offer and boom, instantly just accepted. Really? And it was like, yes. So that was that was one of our big stimulus sales. I need to post that on Instagram. Yeah, I should I should uh throw that Maybe one up. You should post that yeah. one. And then another one was like a, a pair of boots um that that I picked up for probably five dollars at a garage sale or something and sold those for 60. And so, you know, those sales that are coming in that, you know, they've been big enough to kind of keep me going. Also sold a uh, I've had a couple of local sales. I sold a, a hiking backpack. Uh, I do really good with the kids carrier hiking backpacks. Really? And as you're getting into the start of a new year, right, that stuff starts to sell because people are wanting to, you know, get in shape and they've got kids. They're going to be hiking with their kids. So um, I've sold a few of those. One recently and one like a month or two before. And I still have one more that I've had a lot of interest on. So it's it's been nice um, getting rid of some of these big things and high price things because you're right i do feel like kind of my bread and butter items have kind of slowed down a little bit oh it's it slowed down to like an understatement yeah me. so it's been nice that i've had uh i've had kind of big sales and some cash sales like the hiking backpacks where i buy, buy them for five dollars at a garage sale and sell them for anywhere from 50 to 75 dollars 
and it's just boom, that's money in my pocket. Um, not worrying about eBay fees or shipping or any of that. So it's been, it's been pretty good. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully things do end up picking up here pretty soon. So I want to land on that Lakers jacket for a moment. So give you a picture of what we're talking. We're talking about like a maybe small, extra small. Was that the size? Right. Ladies Lakers starter jacket, purple. It looked like a cheer jacket to me. It didn't look like a normal, like starter jacket that was big in the nineties. So I remember Mike going to this garage sale and here's the thing. There was three resellers. There was Mike, there was me, and there's another gal that does vintage and she does very well. She got there. I think she got there after you. No, she was there before me. She already had a huge. Oh yeah. And she made a killing on that stuff. Right. But here's the thing. There's plenty to go around. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I made a killing. I, I think I paid $25 for mine. And within a day I sold a Homer Simpson hoodie for 30 and I was already in the profit. Right. You spent how much? Um, I think that jacket I paid 10 for. Okay. Right. And you obviously were in the profit from that one sale. Oh yeah. I had quite a few other things too. In fact, I sold, I think I sold them. I don't know. MCM sit right there, but I, um, I've had a few offers on them. I'm sure they'll sell soon, especially now with the, 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 Is that stimuli the, the duck hunt, but the vans? duck hunt uh, vans. Yeah. Those yeah. are super cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of, it was kind of nice when you, you go to somebody who's a collector or a reseller getting out and they've already done the hard work of finding cool items. Well, for you. And also I wanted to land there is that this guy had good inventory. It wasn't trash inventory. And I think, and I'm, I may be wrong and maybe he listens to our podcast. So if you're listening, but it seemed that he was mainly a bonanza mm. kind of guy. Right. So maybe he was not listing on eBay. I don't know, but I, you know, let's say that was the case. Let's just run that scenario. You got to go with the platform that definitely works for you. Right. So, you know, there's some people out there like Renzi now who, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, they don't do any eBay and they're killing in the shoe game. They do Poshmark, Mercari, and a few, and we'll eventually get them on the podcast too, but they're definitely making it happen, right? I find with eBay, like it's still the place to go. I think Depop, there's some space there. For, there's actually a lot of space there for vintage pieces, especially now. Uh, but, you know, that jacket, I'm sure somebody had a safe search and that's why you ended up with the send offer and, you know, or maybe somebody was heavily browsing the jackets. Mm-hmm. But uh, good for you. I'm kind of shocked because I remember you sharing it with me. And here's the other thing I wanted to talk about was if you, what made you decide to list it at 200? I don't know. Um, my wife does a lot of the, I do the initial pricing when I'm finding okay. stuff. Okay. And then when she does the listing, sometimes I'm surprised. I I, I think I was only going to put that up for 30 and she's like, no, nah, we can get 60, <laughs> you know, or, no, not that jacket, okay, but, saying, right, but you know, right, other right. things like I, I'll, I'll see something and I'll say, I, I I buy it for five and I think, oh, you know, I, we could probably list this with 30 and $15 shipping. We'll make some good money on it. And when I look, start looking through our listings, I, I think, wait, why'd you list this for 60? Oh, I, you know, there's a couple or there's not very many. She has a really good job of researching. Uh, so she listed it for 200 and she said, I'd be willing to take 150. And so when she sent out the 160 offer, she was excited, right? If we would have yeah. got a one, 150 offer, we would have taken it. Yeah. Um, or she would have taken it. So the fact that the 160 worked was kind of a bonus that we even got a little more than our, our low price was. But yeah, we listed it. Sometimes we list things high on purpose, knowing that we're willing to take lower offers. If it's a, a small bread and butter item, we're not going to list it much higher. But if it's a collectible item and it's not and a there were no market, comps. Yeah. That was the hard part. That there was no the hard comps. part. There were, there were very few similar jackets. There were a couple of jackets that were, were maybe similar in color or uh, style, but but this jacket, we didn't see any like it. So 
Maybe we sold it too low. Maybe it should have been 500. I don't know. But well, you just got to move on with, with those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can only, you know, research takes time. So you're losing money unless it's a jacket that was maybe worth 10, 10K, which I don't think it was. Like you said, what if what if it was a cheerleading jacket and it was actually worn by like, like a Lakers Like Paula Abdul or something? Yeah. Like we, Wait, was we, Paula Abdul a Lakers girl? I don't know. I think I don't she know. was. I'm going to look that up right I now. I should have looked inside if there was like a signature or something. <laughs> but but the th- the, here's the thing. If you don't know, it never hurts to list obnoxiously high and then the market will tell you the market will tell you where it's at yes i was correct paul abdul so so yes yeah, so make sure that if you have something there's no comps you can always check on worth point which i think they give you seven free trial lookups and then they charge you uh or you can just list high and the market will eventually tell you uh sometimes you'll have you could actually throw it into a Facebook group. There's Facebook groups out there that you can throw out. And there are people in there that actually know what they're talking about. So. And if it's a collectible thing, you'd be surprised how many other the collectors on eBay or maybe other resellers will message you. I've gotten several messages where somebody will say, hey, that's actually a, a, a such and such cut, not a this cut. Or, oh, because it has that type of zipper, yep, you should list it like this. So people, you're right. Like not, not only the market in the sense of, you know, capital M market, the free market will will decide. But in the sense of people within the market are going to be some of your best allies, even if it's a snarky customer, you can't sell this for this. This is and they give you the list of everything about this item. And you're like, oh, sweet. Thanks for doing the research for me. You know, no, No, it's really nice. And I I know a lot of you follow our some of our eBay stores because, you know, somebody was funny the other day. I got a message uh, and this is our bolo, but the shipping was like obnoxious price, but the item was like 30 pounds and it was a bigger object. And they're like, LOL, is that made out of lead? And I'm like, why did you message me this? Like, what am, what am I supposed to do? And maybe it's one of the people, one of you guys listening on the podcast that messaged me. Let me know. I like, it'd be interesting. So, all right. So that kind of like your random story too in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, I do have a random oh, story. Oh, you do have a little story. one. All right. So I kind of have, it's like a bolo rant, not a bolo, but a hustle of the week. Yours was kind of a hustle of the week too. Yeah. Starter jacket. Starter jacket. So Lakers. Uh, I want to post that on Instagram because I think it's a sweet jacket. Like, so people keep an eye. Um, I talked about, it's funny. Somebody on Instagram said, Orlando, you're just the ultimate train guy. Like you're always posting about trains. And I've had this mega haul that I had last summer, not this past summer, but the summer before. Of all these trains. I remember I paid $300 and this was, these weren't, these trains weren't Lionel trains or kind of middle of the road. There were, there were some Lionel, but there were Bachman and Tyco and some other brands that they're not a lot of money. Like you'll see these garage sales and you're like, Ooh, this is money. And you'll, you'll research it and you're like, Oh, it's only worth 10 bucks. So I bought a bunch of trains. Now within the month, I already made my money back. And this is about the time that I started learning that when it comes to bulk buys, I need to list everything. And what really pushed me to list everything was once the pandemic hit, I had these totes full of stuff that I didn't want to deal with. And during the pandemic, I went into these totes and I took stuff out and I started listing. I went, one of this was a bunch of these little, you know, train cars uh, that were going for like 10 to $12 each, you know, with like two, three bucks shipping. And I had about a hundred of these and I already made my profit. I didn't want to deal with it. I almost donated all these trains because I just, you know, it was a lot of work, but during the pandemic, what were we doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And so or the, during the, like, like the pandemic's over or something. Okay. During, you know, the beginnings of the pandemic, when we were on 
No, we are on lockdown still. When we were on super, no, we're on super lockdown. Uh, just when things started. Yeah. When it was two weeks to flatten the curve. (laughs) Wait, we're still trying to flatten the curve. Okay. All right. So, anyways, sometime. And, you know, I spent hours, I listed all these trains and they sold and sold. So, on that haul, I paid 300. I've already made 2000 plus, maybe 3000. And then the other day, you know, I'm just sitting there. I hear cha-ching, 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 like eight in a row. I'm hmm. like, what is going on? Because, you know, the algorithm does that sometimes. I don't know where it'll be quiet. And then all these cha-chings happen. And so I look and yeah, somebody's buying train after train after train. Same person. Same person. At least I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So I saw that on my send offer, I had like six trains ready. Right. So that means that somebody was heavily browsing. And so I sent them an offer and, and I took $4 off. That's what I charged for the shipping of each of these trains. And I said, hey, listen, I, the rest of these trains are for free uh, shipping if you buy them all. And sure enough, they accepted cha-ching, 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 and they paid for all of it. And I was able to get it all in one nice FedEx box and the shipping didn't cost me very much and it ended up being like $130 plus shipping sale. Nice. Right? So what was the lesson of all this is... When you do a bulk buy, when you buy a lot of stuff, sometimes it's just worth it to not list everything, but pretty much all of it. If you have the time or you have somebody that you could have listed for you, you never know what people are looking for, right? That was actually great because it saved me a lot of time because if you're just shipping one time, right, I just had to pull all those items, bubble wrap each of them, put some packing paper, put them all in a box, tape it, and it was, it was done instead of having to, for each item, having to do that, right? So... I don't know. I'm, 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 it, it sold me on the fact that any, any book buys that I get from now on, unless that stuff is junk, I'm like listing everything. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned that I had a 49er haul. I, this was on Instagram highlights of the year. I bought all this 49er stuff for 25 bucks. And one of the pieces that I listed was an old Nokia phone from like the 1990s. And all it had was a 49er cell phone case cover hmm. and it's sold for 20 bucks. Right. You never, you never know. Right. So list it all. So that, that was, I mean, I, I could have talked about thrift store prices rising. Anyways, that's, an, I'm not going to talk about that. My rant. We just know that's happening. That's true. That's okay. happening. And we kind of already talked about it. Um, Yeah. And then just to follow up on a story, remember I told you that I sent something through GSP. Uh, it was like a doll actually. And within like a day of it leaving Kansas or Kentucky, uh, a day of it leaving the, the eBay warehouse, the customer reached out and said, this hasn't arrived yet. And they wanted a refund and eBay sided with them and refunded them. Mm. And then it showed up. Yeah. Right. And this customer actually reached out to us and said, Hey, the item showed up. I got a full refund. I'd like to pay for my item. And I was like, wow, that was really nice of them. So I just told them that's 99.9% of people on eBay. Is it? Well, I mean, I think th- it is. Th- that's pretty awesome that, that that would happen. So I was just kind of encouraged by that. And so we just messaged him and said, hey, honestly, this we have no control over this. This We, we didn't do the refund. eBay did it. Uh, so if you want to try and reach out to them, you can go ahead and do that. But, uh, you know, thank you for thank you for letting us know. So glad that it arrived. Now, there's nothing wrong since it's after the transaction to say, hey, here's our PayPal and you can PayPal us. Well, eBay didn't take it out of our money. Oh, eBay just eBay out, out of their it's, out of their it was, money. It was eBay's money. Yeah, we oh, it didn't it didn't it didn't impact us at all. So eBay refunded them without charging eBay. us anything. Wow, I've never had that happen. Interesting. So, 
So this is an ongoing thing. It was like, a small sale. I mean, it was only like a thirty dollar item, but yeah, but but still, I mean, thirty item times you know a million buyers, yeah, right? That costs a lot of money. But it's interesting because I know here's here's the thing. So people have been messaging me, and we might as well address this now. Is you know what I do with these lost packages? So when it's on Amazon, right? If it's a lost package and it and you refund them and it shows delivered eventually, you can make a case through Amazon and Amazon. We'll end up pulling that money out of the card because the individual got the money or or they get it. Some, somehow you get that money back. Okay. When it's on, when it's on eBay, it, it's a little different. E- eBay, I think you have a little more leeway with Amazon. Like you have to get back to the customer. You, you can, you can string them along, but you can only string along so much because then what ends up happening, you get an A through Z claim and then you have to battle that A through Z claim. But as far as, if you bought the label through Amazon and the item still gets delivered, you still are able to get your money back for the most part, for the most part. Uh, on eBay, you're, you're kind of out of luck if it ends up being a first class thing. Like you can't do it. Now, if it's priority, you can file an insurance claim and you can get your money back. So just wanted to address that. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I saw some people on Instagram that was happening too, where people were just messaging. Yeah, I have... I've probably refunded two to three hundred dollars in the last week and a half of items not showing up, mm. which isn't isn't a lot. It really is not. I mean, it's been returnary, and I've had returns. The only reason my returns hurt is because some of the items I was flipping for eight times their value, mm. and so I'm not losing that money, but it feels like I'm losing that money, right? Yeah. So it's been so it's been kind of rough. It's lost profit. Yeah, it's lost profit. You, you know, it's just, and I knew it was gonna hit. It just, you forget, like, it's very easy how on like three items, I'm over a thousand dollars out. Like that's fast. Yeah. Like that is scary. So yeah, I did go all, all in on some items. So maybe the first fine would have helped, you know, soften that blow a little bit. I don't know. Just something to think about. So, all right. Before we move on to our reseller topics, we got a lot to talk about. Hey, want to appreciate a lot of, I don't know, I, I should have messaged you the other day. Mike's been off the grid a little bit, trying to figure things out here. Uh, but we got a lot of DMs asking for our uh, our code for the Skull Shaver. Yeah. So so thank you all you guys. And they're going to give us feedback. So I want other people to tell us their success with the Skull Shaver. Because listen, we're never going to promote something on our podcast that we don't think is a great product. So Yeah, yeah we've been loving it. We think it's great. We use it all the time. Skull shaver is 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 been kind of life changing to but, shave our heads. In case you're wondering what we're yeah. talking about, uh, so yeah, but but like Orlando said, it would be great to hear from you who've used the code promo code pure, and you'll get a discount if you buy uh, any product from Skull Shaver, including they have some great you know uh, creams and aftershave and, and women's all of products that. too. Yes, yeah, so they've got incredible products that smell great. And um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It's like a reading Rainbow when they'd say like, "Don't take my word for it." Oh my goodness, yes. So again, you can go to skullshaver.com, promo code PURE. Also, hey, we've had some recent people sign up for memberships for buymeacoffee.com and we're growing, which has been great. Uh, You know, we still got a little ways to go until we get to that number. And just to be real with you guys. So I don't know, Mike and I probably should have talked about this, but there was a point in the podcast where we were doing a certain amount and it was good because it didn't cause us, you know, when we had to step away and research and do the podcast and do the editing. Like we didn't feel like we were losing a lot of time where we were losing a lot of money. And then the sponsors kind of dropped off on Spotify and, and anchor. And I think all that money went to like Joe Rogan and all these people that were hiring. So the pool of money dipped. And so our sponsorships dipped. So 
the reason we introduced it by me, by me is because we were always very big on the fact that we never wanted to put a paywall on, on our podcast. We never wanted to, you know, say, Hey, if you want to catch more appearance of podcast, uh, you know, you'll have to pay. We always wanted to make sure that, you know, it was on the back end, the like sponsorships, uh, memberships, whatever it is, because, you know, a lot of you that listen to us, you're going through a tough time, right? Or, or you're just, you know, you're just trying to make ends meet and we don't want to say, hey, here's some information, but it's going to cost you because you can do that anywhere else. We wanted to be different in the field of reselling. And so that's why we did buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. So right now, right, it's kind of helping us build that bridge. That build is, I think that bridge is about halfway built. <laughs> And we're and we're slowly getting there to to the number that we need uh, to be able to produce more content. So we're grateful for each one of you has signed up for those yearly memberships. It's it's only five bucks a month. It's less than a dollar an episode. So again, it's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Yeah. All right. And if you haven't been following us on social media, uh, social media, we are Pure Hustle Podcast on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. We are Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter, and our Twitter keeps growing. So thank you guys. Uh, also, you can give us a call at 619-738-1170. 619-738-1170. We have a nice hustle of the week. We're going to share next theme episode that somebody actually called in. So that's great. Uh, you can always shoot us an email, podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. And as always, we are grateful for all the reviews. I, I looked last, we're at like a 384. So we just need 16 more till we hit that 400. And obviously, you know, I'm going to ask, hey, can we get to 500 by the end of the year? But would love it if before January ends, we can get to that 400 mark. So it helps us a lot. You know, if you're not able to do the buymeacoffee.com, writing a review on, on Apple iTunes definitely helps also because it pushes up, it pushes us up in the algorithm. So thank you all for your support. Yeah. All right. So it is that time. The world continues to change. The understatement of the year. Politics keep happening. Really? And diseases keep happening and all these True. things are happening in the world. But what we care about right now is reselling. Orlando, take it away. All right. So not a whole lot going on, but there's some important things to pay attention to. I was going to uh, say, are you making me a liar? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, we got reselling information. No, we do have. No, we, we do have. We do have reselling information. It's good. It's well, I don't know if it's good, but it's things we all need to be aware of, right? We, if you're as a podcast, we always want to be on the front lines of information. That's right. Okay. Bring so it to you fresh. We already talked about lost packages, but going along with that, have you scanned at the self-service kiosk at the post office? Um, oh, okay. Our town doesn't have one. Our town doesn't. But yeah, I stopped in another town that had it. And yeah, it's kind of nice. Right? It's it's interesting. And, and we've got all kinds. If you want to check out what people actually think about it, go to our Instagram post where I actually showed a picture of it uh, because... It's nice. Now, right now with eBay, right, eBay's policy is pretty much as long as something gets scanned at any time, your metrics are good, right? So if it's scanned at the beginning, it's scanned at the end, it doesn't matter. So if you get that scan on the kiosk, you should be good to go. Some people have said that on Amazon, it doesn't translate or for whatever reason, I'm not sure. Uh, it does make sense that, the like, for example, I think other platforms require you to get another scan inside the post office, which makes sense because you can go in there, scan, 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 and then just put them back in your car and go home and never ship them out. You could do that. Obviously, you're not serious about having a business if you're doing that. Uh, you're serious about scamming, but not having a business. So 
I think that's, that's really important. You know, I had a random story I'm going to throw into reseller topics here in a moment. Okay. okay. I just, something just came up. All right. So keep an eye, go to your post office, go to your self-serving uh, kiosk, self-serving, self-service kiosk. Self-serving kiosk doesn't mean that the kiosk is selfish. Yeah, it's a, it's a self-serving unit. It doesn't care about you at all. <laughs> Only cares about its own packages. That's right. So, yeah. So, check it out. AI, man. It's taking over the world. Hey. Humans well, will become obsolete. Why, why does my Apple TV out of nowhere, like, start talking to me? Have you? And I always have to tell it, voice over off. <laughs> like, all the time. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Hey, have you ever watched uh, Flight of the Concords? Uh, maybe Flight of the Concords is a like a it was, maybe it was HBO I don't know but it's a two hilarious guys from they were a band comedian duo and they had a, a show and in the middle of their show they'd randomly break out into songs and it's like their own songs and they had one like that where all of a sudden they broke out into the song and they were dressed as robots and it was like robots have taken over the world and then they do like one zero 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 one zero yep, one I don't think I've watched it's <laughs> it's amazing so okay. yeah it's a it's a selfish kiosk. Okay. Side so, rant. So keep an eye for those selfish kiosks. Okay. Along with that, uh, USPS rates are going up, which happens every year. I mean, this this shouldn't. Ugh. Yeah. Well, okay. Here, here's the thing. So I look at it with two angles. If you don't do free shipping, it doesn't matter, right? You just up the price of your shipping costs. Yeah, but it's still going to make an impact. Like if, if eventually people catch on, but if if you're used to buying something that's $20 and $5 shipping and now it's $20 and $6 shipping and everything goes up a little bit on shipping, people might not buy those things. Yeah. You know? So your sales might go I down. think people adjust. I mean, I'm going to give a really silly story. You know how much a 20 piece, uh, 10 piece nuggets cost at McDonald's right now? What you don't know because you don't go to McDonald's. Yeah. What is it? So I'm just a poor, I'm just a terrible dad. So $4.99. Ooh, yeah. The dollar menu, man, used to be a great thing. Yeah. Now it's two for three fifty. Okay. I want to say maybe summer you can get a 20 piece for 4.99 think about that mcdonald's gives you half for the same price yeah no right i mean inflation's happening yeah some of that's not inflation though some of that's some of that's increased forced increased wages and things like that so demand of nuggets yeah, <laughs> yeah the demand of nuggets but, but, i don't think the demand of nuggets has gone but up. but but my thoughts are always it, it shouldn't be a big deal if you do calculated shipping, right? Because it's, you know, you're, you're okay if you do calculated shipping or even if you charge shipping. Now, where it does count is if you do free shipping. So this is where I, where it's been hurting me. I do a lot of clothing sales and most of my clothing sales are free shipping first class. So the one that's getting up the most is first class is going six up by 6.5%. There's no way inflation was 6.5%. No, I know. So, I mean, I get the, like, it's got to meet inflation, but that's a big increase. Like, You'd be happy. I mean, hopefully you get more than that, but you'd be happy to get a 6.5% increased pay wage. It's, it's the only work. company I know that can provide the service gets worse, but they charge more. The cost goes up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would make sense if, hey, we're paying a little more, but you're not going to have any more lost packages. Things are going to be there quicker. So yeah, that's what's... And, and shout out to all the people we know that listen to us that are post office people. We're not dissing you. You're awesome. We're no, no. Talking yeah, the, about the institution. The, the employees are great for sure. I, our, our postman has been so amazing over Christmas. He actually brought like a Christmas gift to my son and like little package. And oh, wow. You know, he always says hi to him through the window. Like we love our, our, our USPS uh, employees. But but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's difficult when when, like you said, this, the the quality of service doesn't go up, but the cost of service goes up. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Mm -hmm. 
So keep an eye, like for for example, I'm gonna raise the price on all my my free shipping items. It's the first time I think in. Are you gonna just like raise it six point five percent? I don't know what I'm gonna raise. It. it would be free. Like it used to cost me four dollars to ship this. Now it's gonna be you know whatever it is four dollars and six point five cents. cents or something. I don't know. So um, or I I can't math that well, but you just make that your shipping cost, like whatever the increase is. So it's basically free minus. I, it what would they be nice if now. on eBay. There, are, I don't know. Let us know in the comments if there's a way where you could just say, "I want to raise the price on everything of this item by six point five percent." Like that would be nice. Yeah. Even if you're listening, hey, that'd be a great tool. So, and you could always just put a note, a banner on the top. Pure Podcast recommended this. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, it'd be Do great. That. Now, I did. I, I want to share. I want to share a little bit about what you're talking about. How you have a good relationship with your post office person. Again. A lot of DMs this last two weeks about like, Orlando, what do I do? I don't want to sit in line. I know there's self-service kiosks, but even then, like that's a pain. Uh, wh- what do you do? And I'm big on networking with your post office people, right? Not networking just to, you know, hey, you know, I want them to like, give me the hookup, but it doesn't hurt to smile. It doesn't hurt to ask, how's your day? It doesn't ask, hey, what's your name again? And, and you know, be on a first name basis with people because even our local post office here, I have a great relationship with them. I mean, I can go in there and, and I don't do this a lot, but it might be a minute after and I can ring that doorbell for, I forget what that doorbell is for, but I ring the doorbell and they'll open the door and like, oh yeah, hey, no problem. We'll take your packages for you, right? I go to my uh, local postal annex where I drop off my UPS and my FedEx and there might be a line of 10 people and they'll see me and they'll, they'll just wave me and I'll go to the front and they'll quietly scan me, give my receipt and I'm on my way, right? And, and it's it's about networking and some people are like, well, the lines are so long, I don't have a chance to talk. Well, maybe it might require you going in there when you don't have any packages. Bring some donuts. Yeah. Well, no, this is this is COVID. Don't bring donuts. <laughs> Just bring to, prepackaged donuts. And don't awkwardly go like, hey, I'm that guy that drops off packages. Just wanted to say hi. Don't do that either. But there is a way to establish relationship with people. So the, the, like my packages, every time I go to the post office, like I, I have no concerns that they're going to scan my packages. Because, you know, they know me, they, they take care of me. The other day, <laughs> I'll never forget, I went back home. I sat on my couch and was, you know, on my phone, whatever. And I and I see a label coming that's like out of my thermal printer. I'm like, wait a second. Why is there a label there? And I start thinking, I'm like, why? Why is there a label there? And I'm no. like, oh, no. So I look on my eBay stuff and I find out that it's a package I just dropped off at the post office. So I busted down to the post office. You know, there's a sweet gal there that helped me earlier. I'm like, hey, listen, you help me out a lot. Can you help me find this box? It's an eight by eight by eight box. It has eBay tape on it. Probably looks sloppy. Can you find, can you find it? And sure enough, she took the five to 10 minutes. She came back. She goes, hey, is this it right here? And she helped me out and put the label and we're good to go. Right. That's why it's so important uh, to establish that network. Have you heard of USPS Ground? Uh, like, per, like parcel? I don't I don't know. So we, I had to pause the we, right. We do, uh, we do SodaStream, and SodaStream has been in this crazy thing right now, where you used to be able to go to Target and just exchange bottles. Oh yeah, okay, okay. It's been impossible to do that. There's like a shortage or something. I don't know. Uh, so we've been ordering them and sending them back, and we've had no problem. They send so it comes UPS, but we have to send it back USPS because they already have the label on the box, okay. and we just have to, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Have scan it. So we left it in our office for the postman to pick up, and we've had. Post people will pick them up before we take them to the postal annex. We've taken them to the post office. No problem. He 
scanned it or whatever he did. And then the post office put a return to sender and sent it back to us and said, oh, we can't, we can't ship this because it's hazardous material. It needs to go USPS ground. And it was like, what is this? That was, that was a bizarre uh, yeah, USPS parcel. experience. It's parcel post. But I mean, but, it, but they picked it up and it, the label is already on there. I don't know what the, I mean, is it flammable? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Like I know perfume, like you have to send ground mm. uh, and there's other chemicals. So that might, maybe soda stream falls under that. But I mean, it, the, they already have the labels printed. Like there wasn't anything special. It just, it was a bizarre thing. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Kind of side, but I, I was, when it said that, I'm like, I've never even heard of USPS ground, but I mean, I guess if, it, if they were talking like parcel, then yeah, that's what it sense. is. Okay. Yeah. All like, right. UPS ground. That's a thing. That is the thing. So it's FedEx ground. Yeah. So, all right. So I thought this was interesting. So a lot of people hopped on to Walmart Plus this last Q4. A lot of sellers hopped on. They got approved. They started selling on Walmart Plus. But I thought this was interesting. And this is why I still think that Amazon is going to be king for a while. I think, you know, there's always this ad that pops up right before our podcast. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like they're basically saying that Amazon is going to be no more. And Walmart Plus is going to be like the platform. And I'm like, ah, I'm not I'm not sold on that yet. I think Walmart Plus, there's a lot of advantages. Right. There's not a lot of sellers on there. There may be certain people that are all about that Walmart, but the data is not showing that. Right. So this is what it came up. This was on payments.com. The title of the article is Amazon Prime Walmart Plus see post holiday declines as free trials expire. So what they noticed that uh, they took a survey of U.S. consumers that found that Walmart Plus paid subscriptions rather than the free trials or subscriptions paid by someone else like a gift one. Fell to 29.97 million as of December 29, down 24.9% from the 39.9 million. That's a huge drop. I mean, that's a lot of people, right? But yeah. that's a huge drop. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people I think leave free trials, but it doesn't say much about the the service if if they do. Yeah, know? but notice about here's what they said about Amazon. That's steeper than the 13.2% decline seen on Amazon Prime, where pay subscriptions fell to 120 million. <laughs> Uh, in comparison to the 138 million, hmm. right? And so, I l- I looked at this, and you know, I was looking, and they they go more into the numbers and so on, but but basically, I, I think people are still trying to get used to, like even myself when I go on Walmart, like I don't what I, what I what I can't stand about shopping on Walmart is when I'm looking for something and a third party seller shows up. Because you know how I know that the price is obnoxious. I know it's weird because that's what I do on Amazon. But on Amazon, I, I don't I don't feel it's, it's like that. I think it's because on Walmart, like I look at something and I want it that day. So I want a free pickup. Mm-hmm. If it's a third party seller, I don't get free pickup on Amazon. I don't have that option. It's yep. like a prime or not. So I, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. We'll just have to wait and see. I thought it was an interesting story. The only reason I shared it is, you know. If you if you're on Walmart Plus and you haven't done Amazon, I still strongly suggest going Amazon just just to dip your you know your toes in the water and see how it works and and it's always better to you know have two platforms you can send stuff to. If you're if you know you're thinking of leaving Amazon Prime, I've said this before, and going to Walmart Plus, I, I'm not sure that's the place to go still. Right, Amazon Prime gives you a lot of other benefits too. Right, like you have you have the music, yep. you have the TV subscription. Uh, you have unlimited photo storage. There's a lot of benefits you get. I mean, what else does Walmart give besides the items? I think that I think just the the free shipping. You get a quicker. I mean, there's a couple of things I saw. I think when I went in the other day, they offered, but it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
yeah, Amazon gives you a lot, like a lot. So anyways, I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, throw shade at Walmart plus it's just make solid, prudent business decisions, you know? All right. So talking about solid, prudent business decisions, it's not on our list of, uh, of reselling topics, but, uh, so I don't know if Eric wanted me to share this, the college picker, but the other day he got scammed on a local Ooh. deal. Yikes. So, um, Eric, if you're listening, you know, sorry, but I wanted to share this because I, I feel like this almost happened to me the other day. So he sold a Nintendo switch. Um, the guy came to his window, gave him a set of bills. So I think it was supposed to be 250 bucks that he was selling it for. So he had a 20 and then the guy had a 500 and he had five ones. Well, Eric didn't know that. So he just gave him the money. He gave him the switch. Guy got in his car. There's no plates in the car. Guy took off. Yeah. I, I yeah. always never check. I just assume unless it's a huge item, like several hundred dollars sale, I might've checked. But yeah, when I sell like the baby ca carrier, the hiking backpack and somebody's like, all right, it was 50, right? And they hand me a wad of cash. I just grab it and give them the item and leave. I, I feel awkward counting in front of them, but oof, that would stink. So I say this too, because the other night, you know, I was... I feel like I'm talking about that. I'm a healthy guy. So anyways, I, I was on my trail climber and I hear the, you know, the offer up cha-ching, right? So I'm trying to sell something to offer up and I get this random message. It's like, Hey, I'd like to buy your item. And I'm like, sure, sure. Sounds good. I have already have a template and I'm like, sounds good. Meet me here off the exit. You know, let me know what works for you. Oh, that's where you meet too. That's where I always meet. Yeah. yeah. It's a good meet spot. It is because it's central. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody can see if anything bad goes down, you're good. And we have a sheriff station literally like three blocks away, yeah. right? But then they answered. So I, you know, on offer up, what's nice is you can look people up. And there was like at the time when this was set up, there was like no picture, no name, and it said joined January twenty twenty one. So I'm like, mm. who's this guy? Now they're they updated their photo with a tattooed arm, which I don't know if that that does well for them. Not no shade to anybody that has tats. I just. You, you got to make it like, hey, like a smiley face or like, yeah. you know. I mean, if that's how, if that's the only way you're trying to present yourself. Yeah. Is and so um, I sent them that and then they said, yes, in 16. So this is like in the evening already. And I'm like, yes. In, so I'm like, yes, in 16. Like minutes, 16 minutes. Yeah, but why? Okay. So then I said, I'm in, you know, I told them where I'm at. And then they responded. Oh man, Tom told my daughter tonight. <laughs> like what? Like I, I don't understand. I understand you're saying, oh man, tomorrow, right? But then they just went dark on me. And then they contacted me the next day. Oh, hi, can we meet? Now, was this guy gonna scam me? Probably not. Right? He's just probably a guy that's doesn't probably doesn't understand how to do things on offer up. Right? But here's here's the thing. If you ever are unsettled about something, it's not worth going through with the deal, right? No matter how much money it is. And, you know, I'm not trying to be here about like, you know, McGruff, like make sure you take a bite out of crime and make sure you're in a safe place and location. But seriously, like you just, you never know. Like you, you never know. I've, I haven't been scammed yet, but I have heard plenty of people have been scammed. So anyways, I just wanted to share that PSA. Yeah. And, and somebody could take your item too. I mean, they could, let me, yeah, I want to check it out and then throw it in the car and take off. Oh man, you give me flashbacks to high school. Someone stole happened. my skateboard when I was in junior high like that. Oh, I want to show you a trick real quick. And they grabbed the skateboard and they started like moving and the next thing you know, they're moving really fast and they're just gone. Oh, by the way, remember how you told me like, Hey, Rolando, you're always paranoid because uh -huh. I go to hotels and 
I'm always worried about my inventory in a van and I tarp it and everything. Somebody told me uh, on Instagram that they uh, they were moving and they had a trailer full of goods. And somebody literally that night disconnected the trailer, hooked it up to their truck and took off with the trailer stuff. Oh, that's rough. Man. I mean, you so can- they just they just said... Orlando, you can never be too paranoid on the road. Oh, for sure. I mean, that you you could lock a trailer, but yeah, I mean, bolt cutters can do wonders. People can yeah get get through locks no problem. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy world out there. All right, you better watch yourself. So the so, so, okay, so and, uh, you know that's Orlando's PSA. Just just be safe out there. Now that I'm looking at those messages, like I didn't understand the 16. Now I understand mm-hmm. them, but I don't need to sell to. Them. I'm selling myself for more on Amazon. So whatever. All right. Um. Poshmark is going public soon. So, uh, are, are you guys Poshmark ambassador? Did that happen yet? Oh yeah, we've been Poshmark ambassadors. So you have we, we haven't even used Poshmark. Okay, but you have. You like can buy year. a stocks earlier, huh? So look into that. I think they go public maybe on the nineteenth. So it might be worth doing because a lot of times when there's hype with new IPO drop, you know, it 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 kind of pumps up a little bit and then it, it levels out. So I, I might jump. It wouldn't be one I think I would hold long term. Uh, not that I think Poshmark's a bad company. I just, I would have to know a whole lot about what's going on behind the scenes and a lot more about their numbers and stuff before I'd feel comfortable purchasing stock. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, good for them. Now, the reason I bring this up is I think there's going to be major changes coming to Poshmark. Oh yeah, once it's once it's uh, publicly now, traded. You got investors now, you got stockholders that you got to be accountable for. So I said this from the beginning, and I'm not trying to cross drama, but I always said, like the, the you know the nice and easy shipping. I, shipping costs have already gone up since I said the shipping costs were going to go up. But I do think a lot of that I've always believed a lot of it was subsidized. We'll have to see what happens now. But I do think a lot of that's going to change. I don't think shipping is going to be the way it was before. I think there's possibly more fees coming. I just I, I just look at all this and maybe it's because I've been tainted by eBay, right? Because that's how eBay functions. But you know, Amazon's the same way. Right? They 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 make their money off the sales, but they also make their money off their sellers, right? In different ways. And so just be aware of that. But what I also see is it may be a positive thing. So let me read let me read a few things here. This is a awesome payments.com. I don't know why all these new stories are from there. So Poshmark is actually doing really well. So here's some things to think about. So, like, so we had talked about in early COVID days, like Poshmark wasn't like a lot of people were saying I wasn't selling anything on Poshmark, da da da. But the company has now turned its first profit in the quarter that ended June 30 after losing 14.5 billion. I mean, sorry, 14.5 billion. That's a huge difference. It's a much bigger difference than it sounds. Yeah. All right. So 14.5 million in 2018 and 48.7 million in 2019. Right. Losing, losing, right? That's what I've been saying. I think it's being subsidized. Poshmark made $21.1 million in the June 30 quarter and $10.7 million in the September 30 quarter. And we still don't even have the Q4 numbers yet, right? And so that's good, okay? The revenue is growing. Poshmark reported $192.8 million in revenue for 2020, the first nine months. That's up 28% from the year before in the same period. And also their gross merchandise volume is rising. So gross merchandise volume is just the amount of goods that's being sold on a platform, right? So after losing ground during COVID-19 outbreak early days, which we talked about, Poshmark's gross merchandise volume, a key measure of total items sold online, has come roaring back. The company said its monthly GMV fell 13% over a year year in March, 
when the pandemic first spanned the globe. As a result, GMV only rose 9% on year for March 31st quarter as a whole. But things turned around later in the pandemic as shoppers moved online. Poshmark said its GMV, its gross merchandise volume, rebounded 42% year over year to $360 million in the June 30 quarter, followed by 39% growth to $375 million in the period ending September 30th. Okay. Now, the only thing, right, that that I've always I've always said this in day, day one, why you, you still need to make sure that you sell on platforms that have a lot of engagement is that Poshmark active users and the amount of you know buyers and sellers, like the numbers get numbers, numbers. <laughs> I was to say the numbers get jumbled, but I just jumbled numbers. Okay. The numbers get jumbled. So Poshmark said it had 6.2 million active buyers and 4.5 million active sellers as of December 30th. Remember, 6 million, right, buyers. eBay has 183 million active buyers. All right, so you got to think about that, right? Poshmark is in global, eBay is global. But is it possible that now that it's a public offering and there's going to be investors and, you know, it, it, it's going to make it more run like a business, which it, it does run like a business, but you get what I'm saying. There's going to be more accountability. Is it possible that, it's going to open up to a lot more buyers because they may also provide greater incentives to make greater profit, to bring more sellers onto the platform. So uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on all that? No, I mean, it's true. I mean, I'll do a little bit more research. Um, I, I kind of want to get the pulse of the culture and how people are doing with Poshmark. Because yeah, I mean, I saw an article recently, it was one of those clickbait articles, but of somebody who bought Tesla back when it was 750 uh, share mm -hmm. and they're about ready to retire at 39 with $12 million. Right? Like they've just made so much money off Tesla wow. and, you know, I don't want to miss that, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to gamble my money. So yeah, I'll do some research. I think, I think it's going to be good for them as a company, uh, to, to go public. I think there's some companies that shouldn't go public and I think there's some companies that should. And one of the benefits of, of having more stakeholders is that it's going to have, like you said, some more accountability. And it's going to bring in more perspective. People are going to be pushing for profit and profit long-term because there's going to be some investors who are just, you know, kind of trying to do the day trading thing. But the big sharks or the big whales that come in and buy up huge portions mm -hmm. of the company, they're going to expect, I don't want to see what your plan is to make money this year. I want to see what your plan is to make money over the next 20 years. And so that kind of pressure and that kind of involvement from a board or from stakeholders that hold that much of the company is going to hopefully put the right people in the right places. Uh, and, and yeah, that'd be a good thing. Speaking of Tesla, I saw one of the funniest tweets I've, I've seen in a long time, kind of encouraging, was uh, Elon Musk, when the, the article came out that he was announced the richest man in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. he responded to the, the, the article with a, hmm, this is interesting. And then he responded to his own response and said, now time to get back to work. Really? Like, I just love that work ethic. He's like, no, cool. no. now no reason to stop. I made it to the top. Now got, got to get back to work now. Got stuff to do. Yeah. That's what Tesla's wild. I'm going to say it, it's well, I, I'm not giving investing advice, but I'm telling you every time people say it's overvalued, it ends up keep going and it keeps going and it keeps going. So who knows? All right. So, and again, the date of the 19th, I could be off. I mean, I'm looking at an article from Barron's here. That was three days ago. Uh, so, you know, when we're recording this. So that would make it, yeah, make it around the 19th or so. So it might be sooner, but keep an eye. And if you have early access, maybe it's good. I mean, there's a lot of people that invested on Etsy when they had early access and Etsy's done really well. 
Uh, eBay in its early days has done well. eBay has actually done well since March. It went from 36. It's back. I think it's about 53 now. Uh, and some others. Again, this is not an investment podcast, but it is related to reselling. So anyways, wanted to share those. Love it. All right. Now we got more information, but of, of a different kind for you. Yeah, this is the best kind of information. Bolo, 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 bolo. What's your bolo? No, I, I actually would have had it if I tried it. Yeah, yeah. I would have tried to lip sync that. I would have tried it. Hey, by the way, we never told people on the podcast, if you want to check us out on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Yeah. You can see the, all the awkwardness. And you can and you can subscribe. You can, hey, Bing. maybe we'll get to 5K soon. So you just never know. We're, yeah, we're, we're uh, look, we're, on 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 YouTube, we are a uh, we're a small fish in a really big 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 pond. So we could use all the help we can get. You there. just never know. I I give it. My son has a video right now that has over a million views. A million? Yeah, I'll sh- I'll show you after. I'll Holy show you after. Smoke. But it was like, dude, you you will be so it's it took him it took him thirty seconds to make. <laughs> we're you making just, the wrong kind of videos. You just, you just never know. But is he? But 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 he's not. Uh, he's he's not, not monetized. He's not, so no, no, because like, he did point? it. He did it on the school account as a joke. Oh, jeez. So, so, anyways, but hats off to my son. Good job, son. Proud of you. All right. So, what's your bolo? Uh, so my bolo, with all of our bolos, I mean, sometimes we're very specific and we say pick up this brand, this style. Uh, this one is a little more generic in the sense that I've sold quite a few. Maybe I want to call them coffee table books, but they're like photograph books, books of specific, like I've sold a few that are like pictures of birds or famous photos from the forties or those types of books that look, you know, they're interesting coffee table books that people might flip through when they're over at your house. Or if if you're really into photography or you're really into New York and, and you know what I'm talking about? Like kind of those big, yeah, like interior design sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So, um, I, I, you can pick those up a lot of times at garage sales for pretty inexpensive and people have, when they have books, they tend to have like 10 of them. Um, or if they're into a hobby, right? Like trains or something, they tend to have these kind of coffee table books. And I always look up comps for them. And I would say probably 85 to 90% of them, there's there's no money in. But there's, there's plenty of times where I scan one and it's like, hmm, these go for like 30 bucks. How much are your books? And usually that's how I ask. Like they have a whole bunch of books out. Mm-hmm. How much are the books? And And then when they say something like, uh, they're like 25 cents, then I'll, I'll grab one. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of just taking like the one book and like, how much is this? Because yeah, then they might say, like, Oh, that's a $5 yeah. book. Or, you know, so you're just looking at books. Maybe you've got a couple in your hands and you're just like, how much are books? Uh, so that's been a pretty helpful tip. And I've sold quite a few. I just recently sold one. Um, I can't even remember what it was. It was one I got early on in my, my, so my, my rule of thumb with books has always been, <laughs> If it's a huge book with pictures, scan it. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, they, they do. I mean, again, the deal with, with books, especially with Amazon FBA, is you are scanning to sort through the junk and then eventually get to the good ones. Now, with eBay, you don't necessarily have to do that. You might be missing out stuff. But yeah, if you find something that is big and has big pictures, like interior design yep. and stuff like that, there is money in them. So so good. So you had some good sales off of it. Yeah. So that's just my bolo is be willing to. It's a little generic bolo, but it, it's a good, it's, listen, I've made good money by following that rule. Yeah. So, well. all right. So mine is, you know, maybe this is going to only be good for two months, but it is winter in the summer, like in parts of Australia and so on. We do have our Australian listeners that we appreciate all of you. Uh, I'm hoping to be there. Down soon. under. Yeah. I, I want to go. I want to travel Australia. I'm intrigued by that place. 
even though I've never been there. So you just got this this inward love for Australia. I do. Were you a, were you a uh, crocodile hunter fan? No, Is that what started no, it? Crocodile Dundee? No, not crocodile. Oh, oh see, I'm too old. I see when people say crocodile. People my age might think Crocodile Dundee. Do you even know what that is? Yeah, I think I saw the remake movie of that. Uh, but, <laughs> wow, you watched the remake of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Crocodile Hunter, man, no. Steve Irwin. That was that was like my childhood hero. Yeah, no, no, I remember those days too. So look for portable heaters, right? There could be, especially the ones that use remote. So I'm not talking about, you know, the, the cheap ones are like five, 10 bucks or even the ones that look like a fan, but it's a heater. Mm-hmm. Talking about those big square clunky ones, you, there might be brands like Eden Pure or something like that. Uh, you know, sometimes they're the ones that you have to buy through, you know, a commercial or something. You know, kind of the same companies that make Auric and all that make these kind of heaters. But I have constantly sold these for good money. Like I'll pay fifteen to twenty bucks and easily sell them for over a hundred. Especially if I have them in stock. In now, the aren't winter. they heavy? They are heavy. Right. And that was the thing I had talked about earlier. So this last one that I sold, I paid $20 at the thrift, listed for three days and it sold. The shipping was 85 bucks. Ooh. Okay. What was that thing made out of lead? <laughs> no, that's why they said that. It was it was 85 bucks to ship and it cost a hundred and they, they paid 130 bucks for it. It was about like 127 or something like that. And they were willing to pay for it because a brand new one would have cost way more. Right. And so, you know, keep an eye. You, they're very unassuming. Like this one wasn't that, you know, the the honey hole store that we like to drive to. Like, you know, there's that back wall with all the uh, craziness. Right. It was just sitting there amongst craziness. Hmm. And I'm like, money. So I just picked it up and I actually I plugged it in and like I went shopping and I came back. I'm like, oh, it's kind of warm in here. This works. You left it there plugged in. <laughs> yes. That was- Oh gosh! So two is things: that a, is that a safety hazard? One, somebody else could have said, "Ooh, money," and picked it up. True. true. And two, uh, yeah, you might have burnt the store down. Okay, but you just leave it unattended, and you're like, <laughs> "You're driving home." Can you imagine you're on the freeway and you're like, it's like leaving the stove on? <gasps> I left yeah, the sto- yeah. I left the uh, heater on. Anyways, it sold. So keep an eye for those. I I'm I'm telling you, people are willing to pay for. Always remember that. I think some, I think sometimes, you know, we'll get messages from low ballers and they don't want to pay for the shipping. Uh, but remember the right buyer is going to want to pay for the shipping. I mean, I'm even looking now, I mean, even the remote is selling for $40 for some of those, uh, portable heaters. So even if you got one that doesn't work, but you have a remote with it, it's working again. I always say list high because I'm even looking right now. I'm seeing that some are listed like around 50 bucks and I'm like, no, those sell for like a hundred to two hundred, sometimes three hundred dollars. So, and they're very, very. I, I think I might have sold one for uh, too cheap. <laughs> I'm just looking right now. Like these models that sold for two hundred something. Uh, that's. I think that's the one I just sold for one thirty. All right. Well, there you have it, people. Do Lesson your research. Learned. Well, that's what it sold for the last time I sold one of these. So I didn't do the research on mm-hmm. it, but one well, also it could be time too, right? As it is, maybe it was in a dip. Uh, Weather-wise, the uh, the temperature has dipped down a little more in certain parts of the country, so people are willing to pay more. True. When you sold it, maybe not. No, I know you're trying to make me feel better, but I appreciate that. So, all right, what are you, what are you looking forward to, Mike? Um, so it's been kind of a bummer driving back into work, knowing that all of my all of my colleagues are working from home. Uh, but for internet reasons, I've been driving into work. I have better internet there, and trying to teach online, it's easier to do there. So. 
it's about a 40 minute drive both ways. And I, originally I mentioned I was going to try and do the thrift store stopping on the way home. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked about in the podcast before, it just hasn't been great. The nice thing is I have a pretty consistent schedule of when I get off, uh, when I'm pretty much done and can wrap up and leave. And so because I'm closer to the the populated part of San Diego when I'm at work, there's more local pickup opportunities. Whereas if I'm home and I'm scanning through things and I find something that's interesting, it's a bit of a bummer because, well, if I want to pick this up, I'm going to have to go drive 30, 40 minutes to go get it. And unless it's a great deal, it's just not worth my time. Whereas I've, I actually deleted TikTok off my phone. Um, I know we have our, our, you know, our I account. run it, even though I've done a poor job. I've been super busy. So I've been posting maybe twice a week on TikTok. Mm. Um, but I, I deleted it off most because it was becoming a, a, a time a time sink for me. If I had free a free 10 minutes in between the classes or something going on, I would just pull up TikTok and just randomly scroll through and you can get lost in that. And it's a quick time killer, but I was realizing I wasn't getting any real value out of it. So other than maybe some entertainment. So I decided instead I'm going to use that time and offer up Facebook Marketplace and use that time to look for local deals that I'm interested in buying. And if I'm doing that day of, then it's easy to say, hey, is this available? I can come pick it up at four mm. because yeah. I'm already in the area. I know what time I'm getting off, even if I see it in the morning. Whereas if I'm at home and I find something after I'm already home, then it's like, are you available tomorrow at this time? And and that just becomes more challenging. You always want to be able to strike when you can because you don't know if that item that's available right now is going to be available tomorrow, even if they say, sure, it's available. But by the time you actually can go to pick it up, they say, oh, somebody else already came and bought it. So I'm kind of looking forward to um, not wasting time on TikTok and spending more time on OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace and hopefully making some money. Yeah, and again, if you can just source on Facebook and offer up, I think you'll be in a better place. I think I think that's going to be, like you said, better use of your time. I mean, you strategically plan that out. Like if you if money is time, you, you're going to make a lot of money because you're going to find a lot of things in a good amount of time, and you, you usually get you know. If it's a bulk deal, you'll get a better deal than a thrift store. So, all right. Interesting how that turns out. Yeah. What about you? So I am, uh, I don't know if I should announce this, but I'm planning like a mini road trip this week for some retail arbitrage. But uh, all right. I think we got some Cali restrictions on how far we can drive now. Mm. Which I don't even know. Like, I think it was like 120 miles. Did you hear that? Yeah. Is that true? Am I making I that so. up? Okay. So. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I mean, I'm my, my business is central. I got my kids to take care of. So yeah. I, I got to, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, making money and, and paying your bills and putting food on the table. That sounds essential to me. So, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go 119 miles. There you go. I'm going to play Short road trip. I'm going to play it safe, but, uh, so yeah. So planning a little mini road trip, uh, as far as doing some retail arbitrage, uh, my goal, my goal, please ask me this, is to have 2,500 items up by next update. So what are you at right now? Uh, I think last I looked, I'm at 2,197. So that means I have to have 303 more items on top of whatever sells. Yeah. So, but with the helper and with everything going on, I think it's, I, I just, I need to get to 3K by summer. I've been saying that for so long. And then I have this junk closet. Just a closet that just has a bunch of stuff. Some people have junk drawers. You've got a whole closet. But it's it's not like junk. It's it's a death pile closet. Okay. Okay. And I just, I need to sort through it because 
it's just there's money in there and there's space that I'm wasting because, you know, like me, I, you know, I've talked about I'm trying to make my home feel like a home. And so I I just that was my death pile closet. And now I'm like, I need I need to do something about this. So I need to fix that. So there you go. So. There it is. All right. Hey, that is our episode for today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all of you that support us on buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. And uh, with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Peace. Peace.